Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saying, Lord. This is a Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast right here in Dickinson. And if you'd like to get a hold of us in the studio, you can text, text Pastor Simons at 701-290-7862 or you can email him 
at robertsimons58 at gmail.com. That's Abe on the doing honor. Turn me up just a little bit there, yeah. And uh, we got Abe running the controls tonight. We've got Mason in here for his um, doctrinal experience, and we've got Timothy here as my bodyguard just in case I get attacked or something after the show. Uh, good to have you listening. Already people texting, hey, Carl, Jeannie in Michigan. Good to have you guys listening tonight. And uh, uh, the Millers listening in Fargo. And we've got the uh, Portaluses listening in Breckenridge, Minnesota tonight so far. And those are the texts I've got so far. Good to have you guys. If you're listening on Holy Ghost Radio, you are you are listening to a live broadcast. This is Sunday night. And uh, you can turn off channel one, too. Just click that. Just click it. No, click the yellow. There you go. Uh, Abe's, um, we've got Abe, just a brand new control guy here. So it's a good thing we're not on TV. You know, that, that would be, if we were on TV, uh, we'd have all, a bunch of girls out in front of the studio wanting to meet him afterwards, I'm sure, because as handsome as he is. These are my grandsons. And uh, I got a guitar in the studio. Who knows? He might play that guitar later, but I'm going to play it right now. But anyway, you are listening to us. There's three ways you can listen to us. Of course, Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2, that's one way. There's there's KDIX.net, that's the other way. And then we're alive. We're on a live, powerful AM station right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. So been doing this for, I don't know, I'd have to sit and think about it. How old are you, Abe? 17? Been doing this for 18, 18 years now, so... So I'm going to sing a little little song that I wrote before we get into our broadcast tonight. I did bring my guitar in the studio. And this song is simply called You. You pulled me from the garbage. You taught me how to live. And you filled me with your spirit. You washed away my sin You There is none like you, none beside you 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 alone are holy, alone are worthy You You're the one who made me, the one who saved me You And I love you, my God You have given me a family And you touched my heart and soul And I really truly can't see Why you ever loved me so You There is none like you None beside you, you You alone are holy, alone are worthy, you You're the one who made me, the one who saved me, you And I love you, my God Yes, I love you, my God Hey, good to be here on the radio station tonight and uh, excited about what's going on at the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. We've got our new building that we're um, we're doing. We bought the top half of the Elks building. We purchased that 
and we're going to, uh, the, the Elks is in the basement, and uh, but we have the top half, which is 18,000 square feet. We have an auditorium that eventually will seat approximately 450 people, and uh, we're going to have a place now to have uh, church meals, which we haven't had for many years because we outgrew our, really, we really outgrew our other building. Uh, you know, if, if, maybe I do some things right, but probably probably don't do a lot of planning like I should. We should we should have we should have had a new building a long time ago, but but about the time I started thinking we needed one, we were in the middle of an oil boom here in Dickinson. The prices on everything went up so high, but now we've got um, uh, this Elks building, and every time I walk into it, I've been there every day, every night, um, you know, just trying to organize things and work and get everything. The way it needs to be, and, and ordering different things, but but um, every time I walk in there, I just look around like I can't believe that we're in this building. I mean, it's it's just amazing, amazing building, and I want to thank the uh, members of the Elks for making this happen. They they, um, they they were they've been so easy to work with, so so kind to us. Um, just um, going to be really great neighbors. Uh, and if you're from out of town, our entrance to this building is on a completely opposite side of theirs. You, we won't even know each other's there, really. That's just the way it works. I mean, we won't even know they're there, or we won't know that, that they are there. They won't even know we're there. It's just a really neat deal. So if you're listening from lo- locally tonight, uh, we, we're not moving into the Elks for our first service till February 19th, which is a Sunday. And we're just, you know, we're ordering the chairs. We're just getting, you know, new carpeting and so on, some painting, just different things. The building itself was... Just amazing just the way it was, but we're just doing a few little things and then we're going to be moving in. So still keep coming to church at 105 7th Avenue West. And, uh, our last service there will be a Wednesday night if everything goes as planned. And that's going to be kind of a hard service for me. I'm not really attached to a building, but we've got so many good memories there. So many people that have made their start with God there. And it's just kind of neat, uh, that that building is, um, you know, and, and how God gave us that building too. Is really 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 neat. The um, we've got uh, a lot of people texting tonight. Uh, some of these I don't know the names on them. Some of them I do, but uh, it's good to have all of you that are listening that are listening tonight. We've got uh, going to turn your attention to Numbers chapter fourteen. Numbers chapter fourteen, and um, this is what I've been actually preaching about all day long. I, uh, I I preached about it in our church service. I spoke about it at two county jail services today. I was not going to bring it to the radio. I, my grandson Mason, this is his fault because he he uh, was telling about he was reading a a, a story about the rodent bushes, and uh, it's a biography or uh, yeah biography about the rodent bushes and sounds pretty inspiring and it's inspiring him and and um, in fact I love stuff like that. You know the Pentecostal publishing house has got. Tons of great stories of of great missionaries and and uh, and people that have done great great things for God, and those are those are very very inspiring. And I want to try to be somewhat inspiring tonight. Numbers chapter fourteen and verse twenty four is this is the drama of of the twelve spies that went into Canaan land, and ten of them came back with an evil report said that we can't do this. And two of them, Joshua and Caleb, came back and said, we can do this. In Numbers 14 and 24, the Lord was speaking, and he said, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, 
and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereunto he went, and his seed shall possess it. And so I want to zero in on this part that the Bible says, the Lord said, that Caleb had another spirit with him. Now, this may come as a shock to some of you, but that spirit that Caleb, that this is talking about is not the Holy Spirit. It's not not a spirit of an angel or some kind of supernatural spirit. This is talking about an attitude that Caleb had. Caleb had a different attitude. And this attitude was an attitude of faith. He believed what God said, and he and he believed it, that God could do it. Uh, Numbers 14, uh, it, it talks about how how these ten spies, the negative spies, were able to influence an entire nation to disobey God, to really anger God. And when Caleb and, and Joshua heard this, they the Bible said they rent their clothes, they ran through the people screaming and yelling and saying, no, 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 we can do this. God promised it to us, we can do this. Um, you know, they... they, they uh, they said, uh, "They said, no. The land is an exceeding good land, and and the Lord and, and if the Lord delight in us, He will bring us into this land, and He'll give us this land which which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not." But all the congregation bade bade stone them with stones. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And so here, Joshua and Caleb were getting ready to get killed by the people because they were trying to influence the people in the right direction, the direction of faith. And I I know that many of you that are listening know this story, but many of you that are listening do not know this story. And that's why I want to make it so plain to you tonight, because this is one of the foundational stories in the Old Testament. Uh, God got so angry he was going to destroy the entire nation of Israel except for Moses and his family, and probably Joshua and Caleb and their families, my guess. But but anyway, Moses interceded for the people, and God backed down. This is you know we could do ten radio shows on that, trying to figure that one out. But the the uh, and finally God said, "All right," because Moses pled with God. He he. If you want to, if you want to, uh, you want to work God over, work on His mercy, because that's God's weak spot. That's like hitting God below the belt when you work on mercy, because God loves mercy. And so He said, Moses said, God, you've never punished the children because of the parents' sin. And so God said, All right, everybody that's over twenty is going to die in this wilderness, except Joshua and Caleb and their families. Everybody else over twenty is going to die in this wilderness. Their carcasses will bleach out here in the desert. And so that was God's punishment. But Caleb and Joshua and their families and those that were 20 and under got to go into the promised land. So here's the radio broadcast tonight. Here's what we're going to talk about. Many people wander around negative and in disbelief. Uh, there is such a trend today to be proud about being an agnostic or atheist. Uh, people love to be negative. They love to, uh, you know, uh, this this negativism that's in our country, in the United States here, is is just a, a profound force. It really is. Uh, 
Caleb had another spirit. And God, if, if you take the spirit of Caleb and you add God to that, you can do anything. So I want to emphasize tonight, this, uh, this spirit, the Bible said Caleb had another spirit. This spirit that the Bible's talking about is not the spirit of God. It's an attitude of faith. It's an attitude of being positive about what God said. And when, when a person has that spirit, they can do anything. In the book of Job chapter 32, verses 6 through 8, there's a man named Elihu. And this Elihu said this, There is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. And so we're going to talk about tonight this spirit of believing God, of faith in God, and how if you have that spirit, there's nothing that can stop you. Got a grandpa rich. He gave 30 years to the lumber yard. Loving his family and working hard. Got a faith like a solid rock. He's just doing the walk. Yeah. I got a friend named Larry. He sends me letters from a foreign
This is the Tell It Like It Is radio program. Good to have you listening tonight. And uh, that song called The Walk, that's a Stephen Curtis Chapman song. The um, He wrote a lot of good songs, actually. If you want to get a hold of us tonight, 701-290-7862. We're talking about having the spirit of Caleb. I talk about it a lot. Caleb's one of my Bible heroes. Uh, part of it's because I'm getting a little older. 59 doesn't seem old to me, but... Boy, everything's so relative. I've got uh, Timothy here in the studio. He thinks I'm like pretty much over the hill. Uh, the, you know, I he we were trying to this week we were trying to unload a, or he he needed some help unloading a snowblower. Now, when I was his, his age, I could have done it myself. But the uh, but but here uh, he, I'm going out to help him, and he's like trying to find somebody else to do it instead of me. And I, I looked at him and said, "You're kind of hurting my feelings, you know. Like I can, I can lift half of a snowblower still. I'm not that old. But Caleb, he was old, and you know what? He had a different spirit about him. And I want to talk about that tonight. I'm going to talk about this. I'm coming to, you know, you can wander around in the wilderness of negativism if you want to, because that's what these people did until they died. That's what a lot of people are doing. You know, this, this." Um, there, there are negative people that are negative about everything, and then that carries over into their attitude towards God, towards the people of God, towards the church of God. You know, um, there, there is, and the saddest thing about negativism is that you don't even know that you are that. It's, it's, it's a blinder. Like people that are negative, I was blessed to have a, a mother. That was a very, she still is, a very positive person. My mom, there was a lot of hardships in her life. As growing up uh, in a family that, she came from a divorced family, uh, which was really kind of unheard of back when she was a girl. And and then uh, her marriage to my father, he was, he, he, you know, for many years he was a drinker. And my mom just worked hard and really, Anybody that knows her, I don't know if I've ever really heard her ever complain about anything. My mom. I don't know if she's listening tonight, but but I, I've just never really heard her complain. And and I'm blessed by that. I, I, I have an example of somebody I've got her brother is just like that, my uncle Roger. He he uh he lives in, in uh the state of Oregon and he's now he's like ninety ninety years old or ninety one. And he's just, you know, he, he's, he's either been, I think he's been filled with the Holy Ghost now, just recently. He's going to a Pentecostal church out there. And he's, uh, you know, he's just, he's a positive person. Every time he calls me, or I call him, he turns the conversation around to talking about me and what I'm doing, and what our church is doing, and my children, my grandchildren. I can't hardly get him. I want to know a little bit about him, learn a little. I can't hardly get him to talk about himself. He's a very positive person. You see, this this um, this spirit of negativism, the the spirit that Caleb had. Let me just say it. If you're tuning in, the Bible said in Numbers chapter 14 and verse 24 that my servant Caleb, the Lord said, has another spirit in him. It's opposite of these of the nation of Israel. Now. This spirit that Caleb had in him was the spirit of faith. That's the spirit he had in him. You know, there are people that go around all the time. You can tell negativism by what people say. People say, well, I can't do that. I'm not able to do that. 
you know when uh, you know I could get hurt if I try that. Um, when when our, our my kids were little, I didn't let them say the word can't. I didn't let them say that. In fact, one of my sons kind of went uh, mil- military on it, and I think he's got even signs in his house. Simon's is can't say can't or something like that. Um, I think when you you say I can't do something, it's really like you should be saying won't. You know, I won't do it. I think that's probably more like it. Now, now I can't jump over the Capitol building. I could say that. I can't do that. You know, that there isn't a won't in there. But most of the things that I say can't about, really what you mean is won't. You know, people say, well, I can't change the world by myself. So I'm not even going to try. Just got to take care of myself. That's all I can do. But who told you that you couldn't change the world? I mean, aren't there examples all through history of people that have changed the entire world? I mean, there there are. I mean, there are normal people that have changed the entire world, whether they come up with a cure for a disease or even better yet, bring the whole gospel to a new region. Um, those those people. You know, people the negative people say things like, well, I've tried before and it didn't work, so I'm not going to try anymore. You know, that's negativism. It, it, it's a... Uh, you, you know, it's it's a this attitude, and this is the attitude. And here, here again. Now, this maybe not, isn't for the local listeners, but this attitude is what can stop you from having revival in your church. This attitude that nobody wants this Acts two thirty eight message anymore. Nobody wants holiness preaching anymore. Well, I'm telling you, I don't believe that at all. I think people are sick and tired of chicken preachers. I think they are. I, I think they're sick and tired of it. You know, like like people uh, won't tell people what wrong and right is because they're so negative they think their church will disappear. Well, I just heard a pa- heard of a pastor down in Texas. This is, a I think, a Baptist pastor or something, that he decided that he was going to say that homosexuality was okay, and a fourth of his church disappeared. You, you know, I, I'm telling you this, that... You will, you know, don't be negative. People want to hear the truth. They are tired of of people not telling them what right and wrong is. And negativism is a is a a force, and and the the uh, and you can influence people just like the ten spies did. Look at this: the ten spies had more influence in their day than Joshua and Caleb. You know, I mean, it, it. You know, maybe this will encourage you a little bit, but you cannot influence everybody in the right way. That's true. Joshua and Caleb did not influence their generation, but Joshua and Caleb influenced me, and they're influencing you. You see, their influence is a uh, is a uh, a powerful thing. You know, some people are so negative they get old, and I'm I I know I've I, I talk about this too much, but. They get old way before they're old. They get old way, way before they're old. You know, and I think it's not that they're old. I think it's because they're negative they become old. That's what I believe. You know, this idea, well, we better let the younger people do that. You know, there's a, there's a man right now that... Uh, we're, you know, as if you're just tuning in, we we bought the top portion of the Elks building. We're doing a lot of painting and just a lot of different things in there. This man showed up, didn't know him from Adam. He was a painting contractor, 
and a, a regular contractor, didn't know him at all, showed up kind of by accident, and he started helping us on this building. But this man has a crippled arm, and he's a contractor. Nobody told him. No, nobody told him. Quit doing that. No, nobody told him. Drive me crazy. I got these people in the studio. Like, I'm not going to tell you what they're doing. But the uh, the, this uh, the, this this man, even though he's handicapped, is a is a great painter, great tape and texture guy. In fact, if you text me and you need some tape and texture done on your house, I'll give you his number. I mean, he he. Um, he, and he's helping us. He's donating a bunch of labor. We don't even know this guy. I mean, he's now he's been to church for two Sundays and loves it. But I call him the angel. That's what I call him because he showed up just at the right time. He's the angel. But but this 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 idea that I can't do this, like some people say, you know, I can't work. You know, my 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 finger hurts. You know, I can't work. I stub my toe. Whatever. You know, there are people that have this other spirit that Caleb had, and when you mix that spirit, now, this other spirit, this positive attitude, will not take you to heaven, but when you mix it with faith in God, you can move a mountain with it. You know, uh, Deuteronomy 34 and 7, it says, Moses was 120 years old when he died, and his eye was not dim nor his natural force abated. All you old preachers listening to me tonight, if you're out there. In fact, if you're an old preacher listening to me over 55. Hey, I got one of them, Brother Chuppy. Hey, he's listening to me. All you old preachers, I want to inspire you. You know what? I want, I want you to, you know, there's something, there is something secret about this Deuteronomy 34-7. There's something about it. Moses was 120 years old when he died, and his eye was not dim, nor his natural force abated. Moses was just as healthy at 120 as he was when he was 35. That's what this is saying to me. And you say, well, that was just Moses. I think it was his attitude. I think your attitude will make you strong. I think your attitude will make you young. You know, I, I know that if my wife's listening, she's going to be mad about this, just like she was mad in church, but I'm married to a 59-year-old woman that looks like she's 29. And she can outwork, um, like, three other women. Not, not every woman. You know, I'm sure there's women out there that work just as hard, but my wife can do anything. She's like superwoman. She can do anything. She can. You guys, I'll tell you what, she can. She can do anything. There's not a 59-year-old woman. You know, I'm I'm so lucky. I'm like one of these old guys that gets to be married to a 29-year-old woman. I mean, like like she, and she looks like it too. I mean, she just looks good. Why is that? I'll tell you, it's her attitude. That's what it is. Now, I know, you know, there's genetics, and I know there, you know, there's a lot of different things, and I don't believe we're going to live forever either. Moses didn't either. But why, when you're alive, why not live? You know, there, there's a uh, one of the best fiction books ever ever written, in my opinion, was a, a, a book called um, uh, it was called Les Miserables by Victor Hugo. I don't know if anybody's ever listened to it or read it, 
but it, it actually that little portion that you guys listen to, there's actually this, the real story is way better than that. But Les Miserables is a very long read. But in this story, the hero, the story is about a hero named Jean Valjean that overcomes all kinds of things in his life. And this hero, this Jean Valjean, has a tremendous attitude. Now, it's a fictional story. But he has a tremendous attitude. And that's what the story's built on. And at the end of his life, his adopted daughter is at his bedside, and she's crying. She said, Father, Father, you can't die, Father, you can't die. And he said, Child, to die isn't so bad. But to never live, he said, that's what's sad, or that's what's terrible, to never live. And I think that people that are negative are already dead. They're, they're already dead. There needs to, you need to get a hold of this other spirit. You need, you, you, uh, you men, you need to get that warrior spirit. Not, not a warrior spirit to kill people, but a warrior spirit to conquer and to achieve and to do great things. Brother Chuppy's listening to me. Brother Chuppy, do you believe that, you know, I know that you're, you're even older than me. You're like, you're over 60. But do you believe that your next 10 years could be the greatest years of your life? The greatest years of your ministry? Do you believe that? You know, see, I, what I'm saying is the Word of God is going to inspire us. And the story of Caleb is that. Abe, play a song. I'm going to read my text. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862.
name that's an old lance appleton song close my eyes when i got baptized in jesus name uh, there's a young man named justin that we met at the county jail and he uh he is uh he had to finish out his little sentence at, at the jamestown state hospital to treat drug treatment center out there but he's been able to go to church and he went to the uh, pentecostal church in jamestown pastor mike woods is the pastor and they sent me a little deal uh, texted me a little clip picture of him being baptized in jesus name and receiving the holy ghost and uh boy i couldn't be more pleased i i love i love it when anybody gets the holy ghost and gets baptized but these guys that were in jail when this happens to them i don't know just something about it it really really enjoy it uh we've got uh gonna say hello to sierra to sky chris winters man there, there's a guy he's listening tonight i love you chris and i know you're working like a maniac up there but uh, hopefully you'll work so hard you can retire and come back to ch- church. This guy's been working like seven days a week for what three weeks now or four weeks, something like that. I don't even know what it was, but it's crazy. And uh, and a guy that I really love, California guy. Uh, we've got the uh, somebody said you should ought to promote promote that men's. There's a men's conference coming up in Fargo, the West Fargo Church, February 10th. So just want you to know about that men's conference coming up in Fargo. I think, is that a Friday night and Saturday? I'm not sure. Brother Schuler, pastor in Grafton, he's listening. He said, who are you calling old? I'm talking about old preachers. I was talking about that before that song, old preachers need to quit acting old. And and um, Pastor Mike Chuppy in the Bismarck Church texted me and said, I'm 62, and I'm going to preach in Uganda. So that's good. You know what, Mike? Uh, pastor Chuppy raised the dead. I mean, just... I mean, you know what? There, this is this is our day. This is this is our time. We we, uh, you know, we we can't we can't get this spirit of negativism. You know, God will do more. You know, I'm seeing like even there's three young men in this room with me right now in the studio. I think God's going to do more through you guys than He ever did through me. And I'm not done. I'm excited. I, I believe it. I believe God is going to do great things. Our church is so excited about moving into a new building. And we're going to fill that building up. I don't know what we're going to do after that. But see, that's the spirit of Caleb. The spirit, he had another spirit. He had an attitude that I'm going to believe God, do what God says, hold on to God. That's the attitude. All you listening out there tonight, we've got, we've got uh, people that were starting a church in Beach, North Dakota. They have... They have a good group coming, but it's not very large. I mean, it's, it's a, there's, there's about, uh, one, two, three families and, uh, and a couple single guys going there and a few other 
visitors that show up. There's just maybe, what is that, maybe with the kids and everything, like 15 people at this point. You can get really discouraged. You know, there there are people in North Dakota that, that have told me, oh, you can't preach that Acts 238 message there. Nobody will ever believe it. Well, you know what? That I said it earlier, but I'm going to say it again. That's a bunch of baloney. People want to hear the truth. People want the power of God. People are interested in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, um, in the entryway of the Elks building, there's a sign up there right now. And, and I, um, uh, you know, I'm not doing any of the decorating, really. I'm not. I, I thought I was going to do it, and then I just decided that's not my deal. We got people that are way better at it than me. But I asked for one thing, and I got it. And it's a it's a big four by eight sign. It's right in the entryway. If you don't believe me, drive up there right now. You can look through the glass doors. You can see it. And that sign says this: because the Elks used to have a bar in there, and because of that, this sign says these men are not drunk as you suppose, seeing it's but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel, saying in the last day I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. This is our day. This is the day. God, you know, this is the day. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, this is the power of God. This is what we have. Churches that even used to believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit are not promoting it. Um, I've got friends that are assembly of God people. And fine people, you know, I'm not, I'm not taking pot shots, but I read a, a, a book by an Assembly of God national presbyter, and he said that only 25% of the members of the Assembly of God had the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he said, we're replacing the baptism of the Holy Spirit with good music, light shows, and dramas. That's what he said. I didn't say this about the Assembly of God Church. That's what he said. There, there, there was a man from Teen Challenge that told me, I'm going to bring people that I'm trying to win to the Lord to your church because he said, I want them to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they're not, it's not happening at the Assembly of God Church in Bismarck. You see, what, what I'm telling you is that this Holy Ghost, this power of God, this is what people want. You know, you've heard the, you know, I sometimes I hate telling these stories because, you know, people start vomiting when I, but I mean, because they've heard them so many times. But you've heard of the two salesmen that went to Africa many, many years ago, like in the early 1900s. They were shoe salesmen. They were representing large shoe-making companies. One of them telegraphed back to the United States, send me, send a ship, bring me home. Nobody here wears shoes. The other salesman said, send a shipload of shoes. Nobody wears shoes over here. They both noticed that people didn't wear shoes over there. One of them was negative. One of them was positive. One of them believed nobody wears shoes. This is going to catch on pretty quick. You know, that nobody wears shoes over here. We're going to sell some shoes. This spirit of Caleb... This spirit, you know, start dreaming again. Start, you know, get off your couch. Get off your bed. You know, you know, uh, you know, get, get that lazy spirit out of you. There are, there are people that are so negative. They think the reason they're doing poorly is because other people are doing well. You know, I, I'm not going to get political here, but I never do on this program. But there are people that actually believe rich people are keeping poor people poor in the United States of America. 
I love rich people. See, I own a siding and window business. Guess who buys a lot of my siding and windows and roofing and those things that we do? Rich people. There's a guy that, that uh, he might even be listening tonight. I think he's a rich guy. When my crews go out to work on his house or his barns, he gives them tips. Like, they get paid really good, and he'll give them. What, 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 that guy, what did he give you as a tip, Tim? Was it? No, really? You owe me money. I didn't know. He gave you $500? He gave, he, this rich guy gives poor people like Tim <laughs> money. You see, your negative attitude, those rich people are keeping us all poor. I like rich people. You know, you know there was a guy here a couple years ago. He came to our church and dropped a check in the offering plate for around $60,000. One check. I'm not making this story up. One check in the offering plate, $60,000. I like rich people. You know, we use that money to buy the Elks building, you know. <laughs> This, this, you know, what, what I'm saying is you can sit and complain. You know, we've got, we've got people that, we've got people calling in. No, I can't take that. You can, you can talk to them though, Tim. The, uh, but there, there is a, there is an attitude out there of being so negative, so whiny, so complaining. But Caleb had another spirit. He had another spirit. So get off your computer. Throw your TV out the window. Get, get going. Get moving. Stretch yourself. You know, like uh, people are are limiting themselves rather than stretching them their limits. You know, be inspired to do great things for God. Be inspired to overcome adversity. I didn't even touch that part of this. You know, in life, Caleb had an adver- adversity going on that wasn't even of his making, of his own making. None of what happened to Caleb for the next forty years was his fault. He had to wander in the wilderness with all these negative people. And it wasn't Caleb's fault. It wasn't Joshua's fault. There are things that happen to good people that are not their fault. There are circumstances that happen to people that are not their fault. But overcomers overcome adversity. There are health issues that happen to people that are not their fault. You know, um, when I talked about this this man that is helping paint our church and te- tape and texture some things. Uh, I was I was joking in church about it today that he's a, you know, there's an there's an expression, Brother Schuler. He's pretty old. He'll remember this. The uh, he's as busy as a as a one armed wallpaper hanger. You remember that expression, Brother Schuler? As busy as a one armed wallpaper. Well, this guy is a one armed tape and texture guy, and sometimes he hold he holds things with his armpit. That's how he carries things around. But he's inspiring to me. You know, push yourself. Get out of your rut. Love other people. People are the big picture. Uh, you know, don't get sidetracked with meaningless pursuits. There are people that spend all their life, you know, worried about their dog or their cat. There are, you know what, there's nothing wrong with having a dog or cat. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, what... I mean, I'm not against pets, all right? But there are more, there are bigger issues in life than that. You know, uh, I th- this, uh, let me see, Somebody, somebody's telling me stuff. Brother Gordon's listening. Uh, he said, how dare you talk about, you know what, Brother Gordon is not, he might be old in age. He says, how dare you talk about old preachers? Yeah, Brother Gordon is young 
in his mind. And not only that, but he has got a great sense of humor. I love Brother Gordon. I got a great sense. You know what, Brother Gordon? I've changed some of my answering machines because of that email you sent me. This guy, you know, he said, you guys, you preachers need to quit lying on your answer. If you're not going to call him back, don't put on there that you're going to call him back. That's, he said, you can't hide behind that. You know, that's that was so true. You call my cell phone right now. It says, hi, this is Bob Simons. Leave a message. Have a great day. <laughs> that's what I say. But but I'm watching people, you know, that, you know, we need to be inspired. We need to, the Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. You know, get going, get moving, get out of bed. You know, you know what? Caleb did not play video games. He's, I know that for a fact. I can. He, the Bible doesn't say it, but I know it. Caleb did not play video games. How, how do I know it for a fact? Well, you figure that out. But Caleb, the spirit of Caleb doesn't play video games. The spirit of Caleb would be practicing his guitar. The spirit of Caleb would be memorizing the Bible. The spirit of Caleb would be reading a book to learn something. Right? The, the spirit of Caleb might be doing push-ups. Because he's getting older and he's like, I need to stay in good health so I can keep working for God. The reason Caleb said when he was over 80 years old that I'm just as strong as I am now as I was when I was 40. The reason he was able to say that is because Caleb's attitude was different. He said, as yet, in Joshua 14.11, as yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. In verse 12 he said, now, therefore, give me this mountain. When I moved to Dickinson back in um, 1988, I believed that God would give us a church of 500 people, of apostolic Acts 2.38 people in this city. And there were times during these last 30 years that I've wondered. There were times I wondered if I was just crazy. But I'm not wondering that anymore. I'm, see, I'm, I'm watching it. I walk into that building. I'm there by myself all the time. I go there late at night. I go there early in the morning. I, I walk around and I'm just like, I can't believe this. But what I can't believe is like this dream is happening now. Start dreaming again. You know, start, you know, some of you that are listening to me tonight are drinkers and drug addicts. And you're like, I'm always going to be a drinker. I'm always going to be a drug addict. You know what? That's negative. You need the spirit of Caleb. You need to you need to get your carcass that's been wandering around in the wilderness down to the New Life Pentecostal Church. You need to get that get bring your carcass there. And you get the you'll get the spirit of Caleb when you come there. You really will. Well, we're going to we're trying out this new engineer tonight. He's going to give you some information on how to get a hold of us during the week. Can you do that? You can figure that out. Okay, go ahead and do it right now. Well, this is a tell it like it is radio broadcast. And um, if you'd like to come to church, our next service in Dickinson is on Wednesday night at 7.30. We have a service in Beach at um, the Beach Community Center, and that's at 7.30 as well. And our Sunday service, um, we have a Sunday school at 10 a.m. and a Sunday worship service 
at 11 a.m. And you're welcome to come there. It's at 1057 Avenue West in Dickinson. And you can email Robert Simons. Email him at robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Or you can text him at 701-290-7862. Thank you, Abe. And uh, you are tuned into the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We're ending it. We're closing it up here tonight. The uh, I'm not gonna. I've got a text from a, a, a Loman out north of Belfield, and I am not going to read that text. I'm not going to tell you. But the um, it's <laughs> oh, you know I, I talked about being as busy as a as being as busy as a a, a one armed uh, wallpaper hanger. But this text says something a little different than that. But I'm not. I'm not going to read that on the radio. It's not. There's nothing wrong with it. But I'm just not going to read it. The. Uh, <laughs> but it does make me smile. We. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of great people in our church that have the spirit of Caleb. You know, they they told me, brother Chuppy, that when you uh, do a church remodeling project, you can lose a percentage of the people because they'll get mad at you because you know we didn't choose the right color carpet, uh, uh, whatever. People can get mad. You know what? We're not going to lose one person in our church. You know why? Because there's a spirit of Caleb there. You know, Wednesday, the Sunday of February 18th, that, that's the Sunday we're planning our first service in the new building. That Wednesday night before, we'll have our last service in our building, and, and I'm, I'm planning on some kind of special service there. But And I'll probably cry when we have the last. I'll probably cry every time I drive by the building. But I'm not sad because the spirit of Caleb says let's go let's move God promised us this I just hope I didn't set my dream too small at 500 I I just hope that that uh, when I said God I want to see I'm moving to Dickinson to see a church now what's weird about that dream Tim is I thought we'd see that in about three or four years I didn't know it would be 30 years I really didn't know that I really, I, uh, I thought it would be way faster than that. I mean, as great a preacher as I am and everything, you know, right. I'm just joking, folks. All right. I'm just joking. I'm just trying to be funny. But, um, but I just, with this message and the way I believe it, I just thought this church would grow faster than that. But now I wonder when I look back, if God didn't just was shaking his head, like, boy, you, your dreams are kind of small. You know, when there's whatever, 25,000 people in this area. And to think only 500 of them would have this Acts 2.38 message. Peter said unto them, Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the Acts 2.38 message. That's what we believe. We believe in in Jesus' name baptism. We believe in just one God. Uh, This one God uh, was the Father in creation, became the Son to redeem us, and now this one God is the Holy Spirit to fill us. That's who God. That's what we believe, and that belief has not hurt us. That that belief, in fact, you know why? Because it's the Bible. It's truth. The only thing the New Life Pentecostal Church of Dickinson, North Dakota, has going for it is not a new building, and it's not just great people. But we have got the truth of God's word. That's what we've got, and that's what we're promoting today. So I don't know what your giants are tonight, and I don't know uh, what you're battling: adversity, health problems. Uh, drug addiction, maybe you're a pastor that's just battling depression and and uh, maybe just can't really believe God can have bring you a great revival. 
But uh, but I know, Brother Gordon, you've seen Great Revival. In fact, you get on his, his website, holyroller.com, you can learn a little bit about him. And he's, uh, he's crazy in a good kind of way. <laughs> he really is. Let me sing a song about giants when we close this program tonight. I had heard the rumors a hundred times before. But this time it was different. And then I knew for sure. Goliath stood before me. He was a giant among men. And every fear I'd ever had was embodied all in him. His eyes were full of fire, hatred running wild. He was Satan's champion, but I was Israel's child. A thousand eyes upon us from a thousand frightened men. But as he raised his mighty spear, I knew his life would end. I said, Goliath, you are mighty, but you cannot win this war. When the one who stands before you is standing in the Lord. All the power and the glory, they're mine in Jesus' name. And Goliath, in this hour, you'll be the next giant slain. I raised my sling towards heaven, and I whirled at God's command. The stone was charged with lightning as I felt it leave my hand. And every now and then, Giants come my way I call upon the Lord of Lords Turn to them and say I say Goliath You are mighty But you cannot win this war When the one who stands before you Is standing in the Lord All the power and the glory mine in Jesus' name and Goliath in this hour you'll be the next giant Goliath you are mighty but you cannot win this war when the one who stands before you standing in the Lord all the power and the glory they're mine in Jesus' name And Goliath, in this hour, you'll be the next giant slain. You'll be the next giant slain. Lord Jesus, tonight, I just pray that you help us, God. Have that spirit that was in Caleb. God, that spirit that's different than this world. It's a spirit that believes you and believes that anything can, is possible with you. We just pray in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening tonight. Abe, you did a pretty good job. Uh, not too bad for your first time doing it all by yourself. Uh, stay next week, 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time, another Tell It Like It Is radio show. God bless you. You are my Lord. You are my life. You are my joy.
always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.